This is Outcasting Overtime from Media for the Public Good, creator of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Hi, I'm Tomas, an Outcasting youth participant. As we speak, conservatives are brimming with anger. They've been advancing a Florida bill that they say will protect children. They say that our public schools have become what are essentially grooming centers of gender identity radicals. They say it's appalling, frightening, disgusting, and despicable. They say that those who disagree are groomers and pedophiles, and that right-thinking people should make them afraid, make them avoid talking about it. Them being people who support LGBTQ youth. They say that schools are teaching kindergartners about sex and gender theory behind their parents' backs. But are they? Are schools really teaching kindergartners about gay sex behind their parents' backs? Are they conspiring to groom gender identity radicals? Does the concept of a gender identity radical actually reflect any individual's reality? And why this sass in that last quote, which came from Jesse Kelly, who hosts a conservative talk show with a real kicker of a name, I'm right. Does he feel it's conservatives, not LGBTQ youth, who are being censored? Today, we'll be looking at Florida's Don't Say Gay Law. Sorry, I mean Florida's new parental rights in education law. Contrary to what the law's proponents may say, Gay sex and gender identity radicalism, whatever that means, are not being taught to kindergartners. What LGBTQ advocates are saying is that school environments should be LGBTQ inclusive, and this has nothing to do with teaching things to children that are inappropriate to their age. Inclusivity means creating a safe space, taking steps like having pride flex in classrooms, calling students by their preferred names, and using inclusive language. These things can let kids know that their teachers can be trusted to accept them. When we're talking about five-year-olds, this can mean something as simple as having a picture book whose main character has two moms instead of a mom and a dad. A student who has opposite sex parents might ask, why does Mary have two moms? The teacher could simply say, just like you have a mom and a dad who love and take care of you, Mary has two moms who love and take care of her. So the student will learn about families that might not look like theirs and another student, who might have two moms, would feel more accepted. So no, schools aren't teaching kindergartens about gay sex behind their parents' backs. And again, nobody thinks they should. Moving on to the question about whether schools are grooming children to be queer, and yes, a spokesperson for Florida's Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, actually used that term. The concept of grooming implies that queerness is something that can be taught, a lifestyle that can be learned and lived. It just isn't. LGBTQ people have existed for as long as humanity has existed. And in this context, grooming is about child sexual abuse. And conflating child sexual abuse with LGBTQ identity isn't just factually wrong, it's despicable. LGBTQ people are not radical. They're not LGBTQ because of an ideology. They're not shoving a lifestyle down anyone's throat. And anyway, being LGBTQ isn't even a lifestyle. It's a set of natural human experiences and identities. Queer people don't choose to be queer. They aren't taught to be queer. They aren't brainwashed into being queer. They just are queer. And they often know it from a very early age. So no, schools aren't grooming gender identity radicals. They're just trying, as they should, to acknowledge the existence of people who have personal traits that are completely natural and are part of a wide range of human experience. That has nothing to do with radical politics.
So when a law threatens to limit or prohibit discussion of sexual orientation or gender identity in primary school and allow parents to sue if they think that's happening, it's a problem. It's unhealthy to censor and stigmatize such an essential part of human identity, and the consequences of this bleed into the lives of all people, not just LGBTQ kids. The environment this law will create for teachers is toxic. After years of growing acceptance of LGBTQ people, teachers will certainly now have to censor themselves and live in perpetual fear of being sued for even mentioning LGBTQ topics in the classroom. What kind of educational environment will this create? And what harm will this inflict on LGBTQ students if they're made to feel a sense of guilt and even danger when discussing their own humanity? In an environment where teachers aren't allowed to show that being queer is just a part of human experience, schools won't be able to help LGBTQ students accept themselves, and the educational environment may be dominated by stigma, threats, and bullying. And the problem is only compounded by allowing parents to bring lawsuits if they believe schools are creating an accepting environment. Some parents disown their kids when they find out they're LGBTQ and kick them out of the house. And these are exactly the kind of parents who would sue a school under this law. If parents reject their kids, even if not at the severe level of kicking them out of the house, and if schools are prevented from creating an environment where LGBTQ kids feel accepted, just who is going to look out for these kids and make them feel secure? Is anyone going to be able to do that? By perpetuating a non-inclusive environment that censors the efforts of teachers to show students the humanity of queer experience, this law will make all students feel less comfortable in their own skin. Boys, girls, straight kids, gay kids, trans kids, and everyone in between. It will undo progress. It will make students feel the need to check their behavior, to fit into the box of traditional masculinity or femininity, even if that's not how they're comfortable with themselves. And let me tell you, it's suffocating to have to hide, to not be yourself. When you take away inclusivity, that's what society imposes on everyone. So, it's just not true that inclusive school environments are enforcing a radical ideology on young students and censoring those who don't. No, inclusivity is about dispelling prejudices that themselves impose stigma, that themselves censor our youth from being authentic and living honestly and openly. And the notion that sexual orientation or gender identity is a radical ideology, it's just a homophobic and transphobic effort to invalidate queer experience and paint queer people as dangerous renegades. As I said, being queer has nothing to do with ideology, nothing to do with choice. It's a fact of identity, and there is danger in thinking otherwise. So, to Jesse Kelly, and all the lawmakers and proponents of this misguided and hateful law, who feel that like you're fighting censorship, you're not. It's bad enough that this law you support seems based on the ideas that being LGBTQ is a choice, and that school should be a part of the effort to make the choice less attractive. But even worse, it's plain to see that your law is an ugly and cynical effort to stir up your political base with no care about the kids you're hurting. LGBTQ kids are real people, with real identities, and they don't deserve to be turned into right-wing talking points. Through your law, you're exploiting our country's divided political climate. You're using a narrative common among you conservatives that you're somehow being silenced by mobs of so-called social justice warriors, or libtards, or whatever name you want to use. You're exploiting the image of millennials using social media to cancel anyone who takes a wrong step. You're conflating demands for basic respect for LGBTQ people with your idea of censorship by a mob of liberals. 
Don't you even realize that this law you're pushing makes you the one censoring? Censoring our teachers from educating our youth. Censoring our youth from being themselves. And what I want to know is, do you really believe it's a choice? Do you really believe people choose to be LGBTQ? Do you really believe you're going to be able to discourage children from being LGBTQ in Florida or anywhere else? Or are you just so despicable that you're willing to hurt children to score political points? Thank you for listening to Outcasting Overtime from Outcasting Media, creator of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Outcasting Media is a production of Media for the Public Good, based in New York. This piece was created by the Outcasting team, including Isha, Tim, Carol, COVID, and me, Tomas. Our executive producer is Mark Sofis. Visit us at outcastingmedia.org to get information about outcasting, make your tax-deductible donation, watch outcasting videos, access our social media links, and listen to outcasting and related content. You can also find outcasting wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, and thank you so much for listening.